It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. It's time again for the Jason Lee Club Show. And action, away we go. Welcome to Here's Your Freaking Podcast with the Jason Lee and Cluck Show. Thank you again, as we uh, as we tell you every week. Thanks for being a part of the ride, being a part of the podcast. Uh, some of the stuff we're going to get to here today. We appreciate it. That includes single women who only date men who have had a vasectomy. Oh. There's even a term for it because, well, we have to have a term for everything. Uh, signs that your lady might be open to a threesome. Spoiler alert, there aren't any. How you and your partner can watch porn and improve your relationship. Uh. And then, uh, oh, well, we got the numbers in. How many people are shoving things in their ass? We'll find out later on towards the end of the podcast. Let's begin right about here. This is a great place to start, I believe. Probably Alexander Graham Bell invented the telephone when back in the 1800s. I believe so. It's unlikely that he probably thought, you know, someday... Oh, maybe he did. He was a smart man. Maybe he thought someday people are going to use these phones for sex. <laughs> and he would be right. I wonder how, t- how long it took people to use the OG landlines for sex. You're cranking that little thing, and you got the whole one thing up to your ear, and you're oh, pushing hey. your face against the wall. You're like, hey there, why don't you send me some nudes? Back in the day, couldn't the operator just listen in? Uh, I think so. Why do I hear all that heavy breathing? Yeah. <sighs> Uh, so, yeah, here's, uh, obviously you have the phones, and then we had to pay, the pay-for-sex lines, remember those? They'd advertise on USA Network. You oh, could yeah. talk to girls on a party line. You could talk to girls one-on-one. Why don't we take this somewhere where it's just the two of us when I was a at kid, $48 an hour? When I was a kid, I was so upset because we got our we you know got our hands on a perno, and in the back there were a bunch of 1-800 numbers, so we thought, all right. Mm-hmm. And we dialed them, and then it was a breathy voicemail to give you a 1-900 yeah. number. Ooh, we felt hoodwinked. She'd be, she's like, I'd be a lot more interested in your little tallywhacker if you would call the 900 number with a credit card in your hand. So you got your dick in one hand and a credit card in the other. And then, of course, then we had smartphones. Now, when it comes to smartphones, the possibilities for sex are, well, endless. So even if you don't have anybody to talk to, at least there's plenty of sex online, so you can watch other people doing it. Oh, yeah. FaceTime, you name it. They say, here are a few things make most make the most of your uh, phone sex time uh, the next time you have the occasion to aj- enjoy it. Here's what they recommend. These are the best ways to incorporate your phone into sex. They say mutual interest. That's probably the first and the number one thing. Um, you got to make sure that both parties are into it, right? And when both parties are into it, it's probably magical. They say if your partner isn't into it, guess what you're going to come off as? Mm. Creepy. Yep. Weird. Something you'll want to make sure before you get started is that it's a mutually, you know, (laughs) agreeable situation. They say plan. Plan on a phone date in advance. It'll give you both something to look forward to. And you know there'll be uh, minimal distractions. Since you're both there for the same thing. It's right? the hot sex on the phone. <laughs> you're just having a normal conversation. She's like, are you masturbating? What? This is the funniest thing. But again, very important. Best ways to incorporate your phone into your sex life. Charging. Oh, yeah. It's totally avoidable and frustrating when it happens, but charge your goddamn phone. 
There's no excuse for being prepared or unprepared on that front. Oh, no. Best ways to incorporate your phone into your sex life. Relax, man. Things are always better when you're relaxed, man, and you're comfortable, man. Don't worry about sounding a certain way. That's well, that's a lot easier said than done. What if I got a real squeaky voice? It says, be, hey there. It says just be your normal sexy self. Okay. Mm. Now, I don't want you to misinterpret what I'm about to say here. <laughs> <laughs> I realize that out of context, everything I'm about to say is disgusting. And for the love of God, please don't tell anybody that no. I said any of this or I texted any of this. They say, use your voice notes... What is that? These can be a form of phone sex foreplay before your phone date sends a few oh. sexy voice notes to build the anticipation. Nobody doesn't like being flirted with throughout the day, right? Each one, I'm getting closer to you. I'm almost there. Incorporate your phone into your sex life. Use apps like Marco Polo. It's a video app. Can help you create and send videos where you can make requests of your partner or respond to their requests. Oh, they also have sexual compatibility apps that will help you learn more about the other person that you're, you know, having your phone date with. That Marco Polo thing sounds a lot like Snapchat. Oh, now you really want to spice it up. How to use your phone for sex. Remote-controlled Bluetooth toys. Ah. You control what they're feeling on the other end with a touch of your phone's connectivity to the toy being used at the other end. The most important thing they say when it comes to uh, uh, incorporating your phone into your sex life, fun, man. Keep a sense of humor. Smile. Keep the connection. This isn't a big deal. It's just another extension of a physical relationship that you have together. Hmm. And that is all. I like that. Speaking of dating, what do they call women who only date men who have had vasectomies? (sighs) There's got to be some sort of cutesy name for it. Gen Z women want their men tall, hot, and cut. (laughs) I don't mean cut like you've been to the gym, but cut like you've had a vasectomy because you've had a vasectomy. Uh. They call them vasect yummies. All right. Yummy. Gross. That's pretty funny. Um, One lady says, I love men with vasectomies. I often refer to them as vasect yummies. About three years ago, this woman had a vow. She said, I'm only going to date men who have had a vasectomy. Do you have to show proof? I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude, totally had a vasectomy. Had like a dozen of them. You have to test it like like a, like a cop on the street testing cocaine. <laughs> she rubs it on yeah, her gums. Rub, she rubs it on her gums. She's like, like, there might be sperm in here. You're like, how's this? Um... According to the Cleveland Clinic, approximately 50 million men have had a vasectomy. More than a half a million men in the U.S. elected to have vasectomies last year. I would have thought that number was higher. Uh, Gen Z women are choosing to date only men who have vasectomies because, obviously, your chances of getting knocked up pretty fucking slim. Very slim. Uh, This woman says, I've never had a... I've never... Oh, I don't ever plan on having kids. So she said, I was never drawn to that. And I won't have any thanks to the vasectomies that other men are having. Uh, One doctor in New York City says vasectomies for younger men has grown more than 500%. Whoa. So a lot of dudes are making the decision earlier in life not to have kids. 
They say, in fact, June of this year, vasectomy trends by researchers at the University of Chicago found that the recent boost in vasectomy rates were most prominent among men with no children uh, over the age of 35. You're like, well, at this point, it's better if I just take myself out of circulation. Oh, if it's people that are in um, in a relationship, it's over 35. Single men and guys between the ages uh, of 18 and 24 has seen a huge uptick. Hmm. They say there's a significant increase in childless men pursuing vasectomy after legal rulings. We hypothesize that both single and partnered men who have decided not to have further offspring now feel it necessary to... Well, take their reproductive uh, matters into their own hands. Well, I mean, if you've decided you don't want to, it's probably for the best, right? Yeah. Yeah, this one lady says, I thought that excluding non-vasectomy to vasectomized men would dry up my dating pool, but men are quite receptive to my preference, both in person and online. While I'm ultimately grateful for, she says, finding dudes who who have undergone uh, a vasectomy. Yeah, good for them, man. What an awkward conversation. So, uh, have you been snipped down there? Yeah. I have. All right, who's up for a threesome when it comes I to sexual totally fantasies? Uh, threesome is at the top of most guys' lists. Even if they've done it before, it's still at the top of their list. <laughs> hey, so so it's as advertised, huh? It's as imagined. Threesome action is also becoming a more common female fantasy. That doesn't mean you should destroy your relationship by just assuming that your lady is one of them, but... Here are the signs that she might be down with it. This is from a book called Pleasure Mechanics. And the the writer uh, lays out the traits and behaviors of women who are down with a third party. If she's if she's cool with erotic adventures, which doesn't mean she, uh, which doesn't uh, mean she doesn't shy away from like toys or doing it in public ah. or any other various kinks that she's introduced to. If she has fantasies, we all have fantasies, but if she's eager to share her fantasies, that's a good sign. So if any of this sounds like your lady, keep going. Pornography. If she's down for watching porno, that's a plus. <laughs> it's an even bigger deal if she's the one who initiated the idea. I think they also appreciate you not saying, are you down with porno? Baby steps. This can include, uh, it says, porn viewing, but can also extend to other activities. All right, so you got to walk her down there, huh? Yeah. Slowly over time. And then eventually you end up in a full-on three-way. She has to have a love of sex. Yeah, I would think that would certainly be here. Okay, i got to warn you. What we're going to try here is a little bit, uh, watching a little bit something filthier than the last time. Confidence. There's nothing sexier than confidence, and that could lead to exciting and fearless moments, including damn it, that threesome. You got to make sure that she doesn't see the other woman as a threat. Mm. No competition. If she's into flirting, and allow me to clarify, she not only loves to flirt, but she enjoys watching you flirt also. Ah, uh, she does not. Hey! How to get your uh, your lady interested in a threesome. They say comparison. Okay. That's when she gets pleasure from seeing you enjoy yourself. Not just sexually, like you could have a great afternoon and have nothing sexual there. You could finish up a project in the garage. 
as long as she sees, the, you know, that there's satisfaction there, that you, as long as she gets off on your satisfaction, no matter what that satisfaction came from, that's a positive, leading her towards the uh, threesome. Oh, and then the most obvious, if it's her fantasy too. <laughs> If she's willing to talk to you about fantasies, uh, yeah. that's a fine start. But if one of those fantasies is a threesome, guess what? Game on! Game on! So how do we make what we just talked about a reality? Again, we've talked about it. You can't be the first person to suggest a name. Maybe Stacy. She's like, oh, you want to fuck Stacy? And then it's over. I say this as Warren Clunk, expert of zero threesomes. I think everybody's probably noticed that porn has become a lot more mainstream in the last uh, decade or so, right? They say that what watching porn is still considered to be a solo activity. However, <laughs> it sure would be fun to bring a partner in, now wouldn't it? What do they call those back in the day? It was like a bachelor party of a stag party and you yeah. watch a pornographic film? Yeah, with a bunch of dudes. Yeah, it's weird. super weird. Now they say not everybody might not be end up online filth, but according to recent research, 76% of Americans feel comfortable viewing pornography with their partner. They say, yeah, it's unconventional, but it can actually strengthen your relationship. So if you're open to trying things out, new things as a couple, here's some reasons why you should watch filth together. It enhances your communication. She's like, yep, that sure is gross. If a couple watches adult content together, you will both need to be open and honest about what you want to see. Because I guarantee you this, they are not the same. They're not even fucking close. A porn researcher and certified sexologist says it can give couples a chance to talk about intimate topics more openly, which can boost intimacy and communication. By watching pornography together, you will learn new things about each other. He's definitely got a type. Yeah. He's definitely got a type. Watching porn as a couple can help you both learn about what your turn-ons are and your desires and your preferences and your boundaries. <laughs> you may find out that what gets you excited doesn't do the same for your partner. Oh, I'll, I'll almost guarantee that. They say you might learn specific techniques when you're watching it together. While a lot of porn is made to be hey, entertainment, you might also be pleasantly surprised and find out like your wife's into the grosser shit than between the two of you. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty likely. <laughs> you're like, oh, she likes gag porn, gross. They say watching porn is a mindful way. In a mindful way, could be good for your relationship. Ethical porn. What's that? Is that like the late night Cinemax stuff, or is that like Maxim Magazine? Remember, I told you there was a documentary on Pornhub recently. No. Oh, never mind. There's a documentary about Pornhub on Netflix and like how Pornhub started. But at the end of it, they talk about ethical porn and they were shooting an ethical porn at the end of it. Right. And all it is is people on camera giving consent. Like, it'd be hot if you jammed a fist up to your wrist to my butthole. Whoa. And she's like, do you consent today? He's like, I do. Whoa. Yeah. I, I gotta be honest. It kind of ruins the mood. <laughs> Pardon me. I like surprises in my pornography. Would you would you be cool if I peed just a little bit on your leg? I would be. You have my consent. They say watching pornography inspires new ideas in the bedroom. That's new position, new kinks, new fantasies, and it will help strengthen your sense of connection. Let's bring in a sweaty cameraman that we keep seeing in the mirror. 
They say since porn is still considered a little bit taboo in mainstream society, watching it together can make you feel closer. As long as you're both into it, you can have some fun and make your bond even closer. Hmm. It's such a wild, like, you don't want to step over the lie, but it's it's like a fucking minefield, that browser. It's, it's so like, quickly a, to a, get... Anything could happen. Yeah, things escalate so quickly. Oh, yeah. You know? All right, here we go. The American Journal of Emergency Medicine. If you like watching these two people do this, now imagine if one of them was sobbing uncontrollably. Right. You're like, ooh. And he's asking, am I going to go home alive to my wife and children? And she says, maybe. <laughs> and then he cries. Yeah, that's hot as hell. <laughs> you fish one minute, Wah! It's like, <laughs> My kids are orphans. Wah! You're like, this is some pretty hot stuff, huh? Now, did you ever wonder what this would look like if one of them was going potty? The American Journal of Emergency Medicine will wrap on this note. says, uh, there's been a big uptick in emergency room visits from people putting stuff in their butts. Each year, 40,000... 40,000? It's not 40,000. That's a fucking high number. Wow, I was going to say. 4,000 people uh, go to the hospital because they have... 4,000 felt like we were missing out. I'm like, shit, do I... Should we be getting in on this? Well, 4,000 people a year go to the hospital complaining about a foreign object stuck in their rectum. I always like the excuses they give because it's, I was cleaning nude and I slipped and fell on this. Uh, what's wrong with just going in and say, yo, man, I, I, shit just got out of control for me. I wanted to see if it would fit because if it fits, it ships. <laughs> they did say you're not supposed to put anything up you that doesn't have a handle or something to hold on to. Of the patients, uh, they, they say... They say that. Who says that? They said the number has risen from two, one... Okay, so 1.2 per 100,000 people in 2012 had something stuck in their butt. Now, that's not the total number of people who have put something up their butt. That's just the number of people who couldn't get it back out That again. had to go to the hospital. In 2021, that had grown to 1.9, so that's almost two out of every 100,000 people got something stuck in their fanny. Of the people that had to go to the hospital... <laughs> percentage of men versus women oh this is almost going to be all dudes the number is lower than I thought it was going to be really yeah 78% are dudes so 22% are mm -hmm. women that's almost you know that's we're getting into 3 out of 4 territory there the average age of somebody who gets something stuck in their ass I think it's all I think it's older than we want to believe 43 Oh my God, that's how old I am. I'm at the perfect age to lose something in my fanny. The most popular object that is stuck in someone's fanny is? Produce. Household electronics? Remote controls. Really? No, oh. it's actually sex toys. Oh. Yeah, just, just regular old sex toys. Aren't those things designed to not end up getting stuck? That was my thought. Unless you're using sex toys that aren't designed for that. You know, you know, you know strap a board around it. Get some bungee cords and strap a board around it. I mean, for the love of God, don't let that thing get up in your ass. Tie it to a cinder block. Yeah. And I, had, I know there has to be a moment after you lose something in your ass where you try to shit it out or you try to go in after it. Or you look around panicked to try to figure out what around this room can I use to fish this out of me. But eventually, you don't just go to the hospital. You will try somehow. It's like that scene. And Before you finally give up and say, well, I've... It's like that movie scene where the guy's holding another guy's hand for dear life. He's like, don't let me go. Don't let me go. And then all of a sudden, a little drip of sweat bounces down and then somehow finds its way into the palm, no. in between the palms of their hands. And, and the, the hands. guy slips and he falls. Yep. I bet that's the same feeling.
You're like, oh no. The butt plug's like, ah, I'm gone. He's like, don't let me die. Don't let me die. I don't want to orphan my butt plug children and wife. (laughs) And then he slips and he falls, and you're like, oh no. His last words, he was thinking about you, butt plug wife and children. So there you go. That's uh, that's a podcast for this week. We got a live podcast coming up here in a couple of weeks. We'll have more details uh, coming up on next week's edition of Here's Your Freaking Podcast. Don't forget, obviously, you can uh, get a jump on it and stay up to date at all things JLNK by heading over to JLNKshow.com. And we will see you next Tuesday. Podcasts by Federated Media.